Welcome to the Leadership Update Brief. Today's entrepreneurs and business leaders face change and transition as a constant part of daily life. Inspired by stories of today's military veterans and service members, we embark on a journey to explore their transformations and equip ourselves with new ideas and motivation towards mastering the challenge of working with dynamic and changing environments. Here's the host of the Leadership Update Brief and the guide to your journey, Ed Brixie. Hello, and welcome to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. In change and transition, we often focus on just that, the change and transition. However, mental well-being is critical for these efforts to be successful. In today's episode of the Leadership Update Brief, we'll be exploring the other side of change, personal well-being. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Change today is everywhere. What are we doing to stay ahead of the curve and ensure that we're able to make the best decisions, approach our work with the best attitude, and remain successful in our endeavors? Unsurprisingly, focusing exclusively on work is hardly the best answer. When we talk about change, it is impossible not to use stress in the same context. But the more stressed we become, the less able we can deal with the change and transformation in front of us. All of us have experienced it. In military, business, everyday life, we face changes and new environments. The stress associated with this is enormous and often relative to degree of the change. The greater the change, the higher the stress. Managing and mitigating this, often involves us being able to separate ourselves from the situation and find new avenues to unwind and keep a clear head. This can be the greatest challenge of managing our transformations, being able to step away. There was a great article posted in the Harvard Business Review in October 2018 titled, Why CEOs Devote So Much Time to Their Hobbies. The authors, Emilia Bruna, Svetlana Kapova, and Evinja Lasova, have compiled a fantastic study in who are arguably the individuals with some of the highest level of responsibility in today's businesses, and how much time and effort they put into their leisure, which among those interviewed in the survey is a significant part of their routines. What is this time supply, and why is this aspect of their lives so important? First, detachment. Leaders chain, leadership, change, responsibility are all a source of stress. If we're not taking care of number one, how can we take care of the remainder of our duties? We have to have some time to clear our heads, remain rational in our decisions, and be ready for the inevitable stress of our day-to-day lives. The second part is helping us strive to be our best selves. Single-minded dedication can never provide a robust and holistic sense of self. We are more than our jobs, even if it feels like our work is all-encompassing. Having this outlet allows us to develop further skills and become better, more well-rounded people. Just the same, many of these skills can have wide-ranging applications and provide positive lessons in other aspects of our lives. For instance, 
slowing down my golf swing taught me to slow down and remain mindful of much more than how I hit a golf ball. It also provides humility and a deeper bond with others. Facing change and responsibility puts pressure on us in different ways than enjoying our hobbies. When we can step back, forge real relationships with others around us, we can help set ourselves up for far greater success. And just the same, the success we see in our hobbies, or sometimes the lack thereof, gives us that important lesson on being able to accept defeat and how to learn from it. All this allows us to become more authentic leaders. Being true to ourselves, maintaining this well-rounded approach is what enables us to tackle change and transformation far more ably than we would be able to otherwise. There have been two decisions that I've made after leaving the service that I consider essential in laying the groundwork for what I have been able to build since then. The first is going back to school and my education. The other is becoming with the Salute Military Golf Association, whom we're speaking with today. I met Jerry a few years back when I was still in my undergrad trip program and trying to find my way in the civilian world, and he eagerly invited me to join this group. At the time, being a complete non-golfer, I was hesitant. But after he asked me three or four times, I quickly found a place that only, not only helped to train and improve my enjoyment of the game, but gave a sense of community for like-minded individuals many of whom I now call friends. This also gave me the perfect excuse to enjoy a nice day outside. More important piece. We will be right back with Jerry Shanahan, the director for the New England chapter of the SMGA. Stay tuned to learn more about how this organization is helping veterans in transition through the unique medium of golf. And welcome back to the Leadership Update Brief. I'm very happy to be here today with Jerry Shanahan, the Operations Director of SMGA New England. The Salute Military Golf Association, the New England chapter of the SMGA, believes in the healing power of the game of golf and sharing it with our post-9-11 combat wounded and injured veterans. Jerry, great to have you with us today. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the SMGA and your guys' mission? Ed, thank you very much for having us and appreciate the opportunity to uh spread the word about SMGA New England. Uh, the mission is pretty simple. I mean, you basically say that, you know, first of all, we believe in the healing powers of the game of golf and sharing it with our post 9-11 uh, combat wounded veterans. And the program basically started down in, in Maryland at uh, Walter Reed Hospital with a PGA pro by the name of Jim Estes. This was back in 2006, 2007. And Jim and a number of his friends uh, were visiting the veterans at Walter Reed that came back from Iraq and Afghanistan uh, in dire situations, physically, psychologically, um, personally, and knew that golf, you know, would be something that would be great for these guys uh, so that they would be able to focus, men and women, both of them, would be able to focus on something outside in a nice setting other than focusing on their injuries and how badly they felt about themselves and their personal circumstances. No, so, awesome. and, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty cool, uh, you know, way that individuals would get involved in something that, you know, particularly help our veterans. So what they, um, what are some sorry, of the, 
biggest challenges you see some of these veterans going through. So you're talking, it got started down at Walter Reed where you certainly see some pretty, the extreme cases for the combat wounded guys. But even up here in New England, how many veterans are in the program now? We have about 225 that uh, have gone through our, what we call our warrior golf clinics since we became a chapter, which was in 2013, 2014. So we have, we add on about 35 to 40 every year. Um, you know, to get us to the point we're at right now. No, that's fantastic. 200 veterans in five years. That's, that's extraordinary. What are some of the challenges that you see for some of the guys here in our local area coming through as they exit the service and try for the reentry into the civilian world and that side of things? Well, there's, there's two things that I see that are kind of dominant. Um, one is the lack of interaction with veterans once they come home. Uh, so that camaraderie is lost. Uh, the other part, uh, another aspect of it that uh, seems to uh, come to the surface is that most of the guys are coming back with uh, different levels of post-traumatic stress and some, some with traumatic brain injuries. So that they are dealing with a lot of um, personal issues, whether it's anxiety, anger management, um, addictions, you know, to either uh, alcohol or drugs. Uh, some that they've done on their own or some that, you know, they get addicted to because of the pain medications that they get through the VA system. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the guys are, you know, become a little bit reclusive and uh, it's difficult for, you know, for them to, to get out. So the challenge has been to identify where these, these veterans are. And that's been actually pretty easy because many of the, the recruits as we'll call them, come mm -hmm. from referrals from other veterans that that know these guys and have gone through our program and, and uh, feel very confident that this will be something great for their buddies. So they invite them to join and then we do the due diligence and uh, get them into the, uh, the organization. So they'll get lessons and clubs and uh, as much golf as they want to participate in during the course of the year. No, definitely. You guys have an amazing amount of tournaments. How many events do you have lined up for the veterans this year so far? We have 30. There's 24, 24 to 25 that are our outings that we uh, host, uh, and plus three fundraisers that we have. And then there's roughly another three other fundraising tournaments that are we are the benefits of, um, and they invite our veterans to play there. So about 30 events that our guys can play at. And then we have nine locations that um, throughout New England that will do our clinics. So those are the eight-week series of lessons that we have Ed, that uh, are taught by PGA professionals. And uh, when the guys, you know, graduate from that particular program, they're custom-fitted to a brand-new set of TaylorMade golf clubs. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. And, yeah, it sounds like you have some amazing sponsors for the program backing it up to make all this happen. We do. Uh, there's a lot of personal donations that are, that are made, you know, based on – my acquaintances and connections with people in the golf world, um, as well as the uh, connections that we've developed from organizations that will spread the word about us. And, and then when we become beneficiaries of, you know, some of their, uh, their golf tournament fundraisers. Oh, fantastic. And for the camaraderie for the veterans, this has got to be just some great events. I mean, 30 different events over the course of probably what, nine months total. And then to have the, that interaction with the veterans, to be around the guys with common backgrounds and common stories, and to really share those experiences again. Is that where you see the, a lot of the 
that value and that camaraderie coming back out of it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, as you know, Ed, because you're a member of SMGA and what it's meant to you. And um, absolutely. I mean, just being out there on the golf course again with, you know, some of their old buddies, we've had a lot of reunions uh, with guys that haven't seen each other since they get out back in 2008, 2009 or whatever. And that's pretty special when they have an opportunity to get together with guys that they served with over in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, and then there's, there's also the part where they come home with a smile on their face rather than a frown. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not complaining to their families. They're happy. They've spent a day outside. They focus on something else, uh, you know, other than their injuries or, you know, some of the, the uh, issues that they deal with with post-traumatic stress. So it's a real healthy environment for these veterans to, uh, to be in, involved with a program like ours. Mm -hmm. And that's where you see a lot of the benefits for the PTSD and the TBI is it's just changing their, changing the focus and giving them something to do rather than sit in a treatment session or engaging them in something a different way that, I, how would you describe that? Makes them feel or approach things differently? You know, I, I think so. And I think what we do is we put fun into therapy. If you want to call it golf therapy, um, you know, all the other programs that they go through with the vet centers and the VAs, you know, are all pretty, you know, tough to deal with. I would, I would imagine, you know, any, any time of psychological, uh, therapeutic counseling group therapy itself, itself is not easy. So we put the fun into therapy. We think we're therapeutic and we know we are because we hear the comments from the guys, but we give them some fun too while they're, while they're at it. No, it's amazing fun. So where are some of the places that you've brought, been able to bring people out to for playing golf? Your, your course well, list is we, absolutely amazing year after year. Yeah, <laughs> there's some there's some pretty special golf courses that we've we've been able to uh, you know make connections with, you know such as Ferncroft uh, Country Club up in the the uh, Middleton North Shore area, um, Atkinson Resort and Country Club, Blue Hill Country Club, Sterling National, the International Golf Course in, in Bolton, Mass. Um, down the Cape, we've done Cranberry Valley. We have group memberships at Pawtucket Country Club in Rhode Island. Uh, this year we'll be in South Shore Country Club down in the uh, South Shore of Massachusetts. Uh, we go out west to Brattleboro Country Club. Uh, we have a group up in uh, Burlington, Vermont at the Burlington Country Club also. And then a small group up in Maine where we are doing things at the Bitterford Saco Country Club as well as the ledges up there. And, there's so many other golf courses. We have just some great courses down in Rhode Island that we play at, you know, outside of Pawtucket that, uh, that these guys normally wouldn't have an opportunity to play, but because of connections that we've made with owners of the golf courses, as well as the pros, you know, we've been able to open up doors to these types of golf courses for our guys. No, it's um, definitely some top tier golf courses all across New England. And it's the training program that enables the guys to have the skills to go out on these courses and play a decent game too. It's not, so you don't have that usual frustration. I mean, what is, so, and you've called it the warrior golf clinics. What have you seen and what, to, what's the composition of some of those clinics? Well, we go through the basics, um, you know, the grip stance, posture, um, basic swings or the various types of uh, shots that uh, they'll experience out on the golf course. So we start off with the, the easy things, the putting and the chipping. And then we grow into, uh, you know, a full swing with the irons as well as with the woods and fairway woods. 
Um, and then, you know, so those, those are the, the basics that the, uh, the veterans have to know in order to be comfortable with putting a club in their hand and effectively hitting your golf ball. Uh, so that's, that's the, the, the topics that we teach during our uh, eight-week series of lessons. No, definitely. And I, I can attest for the success of those lessons. You have some amazing pros teaching them because you guys, you've taken me from zero to halfway competent out there, which is <laughs> quite a feat from where I, start, from where I started. Well, <laughs> you're one of our success stories. <laughs> Thank you. I, I remember, uh, you know, seeing you, uh, you know, the first time you put a club in your hand and I'm going, oh my goodness, <laughs> we have a case here. <laughs> And to see you hit the ball and the enjoyment that you have now and how well you're doing is, is so gratifying. And as I mentioned, you are, you are one of our shining stars, Ed. No, thank you. Thanks for that. It's more, it's testament to you and the program, Jerry. It's like you said, it's about building that camaraderie back. It's giving us stuff to do and keeping us engaged in just new and different ways. I love the fun and therapy that you mentioned it. Because it is, it's a great excuse to be outside and amongst friends and peers and re reconnect in just such a totally different way that I never thought was possible once leaving once leaving the service. Yeah, it's pretty unique. The other part of it too is that you know when you bring your your girlfriend with you and uh, you know we see wives and and uh, children showing up after the events and like this past weekend we were with the. Holy Cross golf team, which we have a relationship with. And we were indoor golf and there were some wives there uh, with the veterans. And then we went to the dinner and the hockey game afterwards and a bunch of other veterans showed up with their, their kids and their wife and went to the hockey game together. And it was just a blast. So, I mean, yeah. this, this social aspect of, of uh, the program is something that we're expanding on and the relationship with Holy Cross is just one aspect of that. No, certainly. I think that's, one of the richer aspects because I can't think of any other programs that enable veterans to do all of those things, which is, it's fantastic. Even the family days that you have over at um, Sterling national are just amazing just to see everybody and then their wives and their kids are in the carts behind them, following them around the golf course and everybody's just there and present and such an experience. It's incredible what you, what you put together here, Jerry. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure, Ed. Yeah. Uh, and definitely, thanks for your time today. We definitely appreciate hearing about your program. Um, is there anything else that we can do to help you out and help spread the word around New England about the great work that you're doing? Well, there's there's a number of um, events that are coming up that kind of drive the funding um, that we have. In June, we'll have an event up at uh, the Ledges in Maine. Uh, in July, we'll have our our Boston area one, which will be at Thorny Lee. That'll be in August. Uh, we'll also have one out in Brattleboro Country Club for Western Massachusetts. Uh, so those are three events that uh, you know are definitely on the schedule uh, that we're hosting. So if anybody's interested in participating in those or becoming a sponsor or a player or bringing a foursome, um, we'd be very happy to, uh, to host you at those events. Excellent. And all the information for that can be found up on your website, the smganewengland.org. That's correct. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today, Jerry. I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. And again, thank you for the program. It's such fantastic work you're doing for us veterans and in such a different way, in a way you'd never expect. 
No, we, we appreciate being uh, being on your show, Ed, and wish you the best of luck with it. And uh, go SMGA. The Pats did it, so we can do it too, right? Absolutely. Sounds great, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Ed. The SMGA is instrumental in helping post-9-11 veterans reestablish themselves in the civilian world. I can personally vouch for that through my experiences with this amazing organization. As I said earlier, it was one of the most significant and best decisions I made after leaving the service. Jerry has done a fantastic job standing up this organization and has impacted the lives of an incredible amount of veterans in the past few years. This level of impact especially from such a non-traditional approach, is amazing. After all, the common conception of golf is a game of frustration and people throwing away their clubs in the lake after they're missing another drive. But the reality is this organization provides a bunch of veterans to come together on a nearly weekly basis, form new friends, build new relationships, and enjoy a day out of doors and away from everything else that's happening in their lives. Listeners, I thank you in advance for your support of this unique organization. Their impact is nationwide, and I encourage you to check out smgaboston.org if you're here in New England, or smga.org if you're in the rest of the country to see what's happening in your local area and how you can help this organization continue their great works. Because change and transition are tough for everyone, but the more we focus on it, oftentimes the harder it becomes. Sometimes the best skill to develop is something else. Taking this holistic approach, we find the time and ability to, to focus elsewhere, calm our minds, and be able to attack our problems head on with all of our energy when we return to them. Taking care of ourselves has to be a priority. If we cannot do that, we cannot take care of our other responsibilities. For each of us, this is different. For me, it has become the SMJ SMGA and my mornings in the gym. Physical fitness has still is my outlet. For others, this is something completely different. The only things that matter are that there is something. When CEOs of Fortune 50 companies can find time for hobbies and make sure to do so, the rest of us should act accordingly. We cannot focus on what matters if we're distracted or if we're in a porn mindset. Having the appropriate ways to become our best selves allow us to focus better when it counts the most. I want to thank you all for listening. I welcome your comments. And you can find me on social media, both Twitter and Facebook, at BlueCordMGMT, or on LinkedIn, search for BlueCord Management. You can learn more about BlueCord Management at www.bluecordmgmt.com. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite service. And as always, we're available on C-Suite Radio at c-suitenetwork.com. Thanks again. I look forward to continuing our journey. Have a great day. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. As a loyal fan of the C-Suite Radio show, I've got an incredible offer for you. Listeners to this podcast get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You will have access to top-notch benefits and networking, 
all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.